Okay, well, it's, uh, it's good to be back um, to celebrate with you as you uh, celebrate the anniversary of Sunday School. Believe it or not, um, there, there was a time when I was young enough to go to Sunday School, and I used to go to Sunday School here, and some of my teachers uh, are still here at this church today. So it's great to be back here and kind of hearing what you've been learning about, the songs you've been singing. Uh, one of the things that I remember about Sunday School, um, apart from the, the great teaching we used to have, was some of the fun we used to have. Some of you mentioned about the quizzes you used to do and the songs uh, that you've sung. So we're going to start uh, with a little quiz, okay? Uh, there is a point to the quiz. Um, so is that, on, is that on the right screen? Yeah. Okay, so you might need to knock this on because I think the crucial button might not be working. Anyway, so what we're going to do is, is uh, I'm going to give you a line from an advert and it advertises a product, okay? So you can see the first one there. And what I want you to tell me is what that product is, okay? And we'll see how, how successful these advert people are. Okay, you look like you're about to explode. Kit Kat, okay. Let's just see if this... I don't think this is going to work because the, the crucial button's not working. Um, okay, so believe it or not, some of you might like fun facts. Uh, that was first used in 1957. So uh, if you're remembering that... That line, it was first used in 1950. Can any of you remember back to 1957? Probably not. Okay, can we have the next one on the screen? Okay, anyone know what that one is? Lots of you like chocolate and food. Okay, go on then. It is KFC. Do you want to knock that one on for me? And believe... Oh, back to the... Is it working now? What do I do? Oh, it's because it wasn't clicked on. Okay, um... Believe it or not, that was first used in 1952. So if you're remembering that, you're remembering back a long, long time, even before I was born and probably some of you guys were born. Okay, uh, next one. You all like fast food. Okay, go on then. Okay, this is McDonald's. Okay, so let's see when... That wasn't quite so early. 2003 that was used uh, for the very first time. Okay, there's not too many more of these. They're going to get a little bit more difficult now. They were, they were just to get you started. Go on then, Ewan. It is Burger King. <laughs> and that was first used in 1973. And do you know why they first used that? Because they were trying to have a go at McDonald's. Because McDonald's, you had to have it the way they wanted you to have it. And Burger King was saying, you can have it whatever way you want it. We'll do, our, we'll do these burgers whatever way you want. So it was kind of having a little dig at McDonald's. Okay. What about this one? We're moving away from food. Yep. It is MasterCard. There you go. I thought I'd change from food to show that I don't just eat lots of unhealthy food. That was first used in 1997. Okay, I think we've got one more left. This one might be quite tricky because I didn't know this one. The milk chocolate that melts in your mouth and not in your hand. Oh, I can see a hand right at the back. It's not minstrels. It's not Maltesers. It's not Cadbury's. I heard someone say it. M&M's. Okay, so M&M's first used in 1954. Okay, now that was, it was aimed to be having a little bit of fun, but there is, there is a purpose to that quiz, which we'll uh, come to in a little uh, moment's time. But this morning, I want to talk to you for a brief moment about a parable that Jesus told um, 
right at the very beginning of the book of Mark, uh, the parable of the sower. Now, how many of you um, know what a parable is? Anyone give me a really nice definition of a parable? Go on then. So a story that Jesus told, yeah? Anyone want to develop that? So it is a story that Jesus told, yeah? So it, it was used to like teach something about God or about how they should be living or, or some kind of teaching in that sense. I heard it described like this, and this is, this is a bit of a weird definition. But anyone remember or read or watched Narnia? White Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, well, you watched it? Okay, what happened when they walked through the wardrobe? Uh, someone at the back, yep. Go on then. What happened when they walked through the wardrobe? So, what did they see? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So they saw this door open up and they saw a whole new world, didn't they? And someone uh, helped me understand what parables really were about by, like a doorway that Jesus used to help you see something even more about God, about himself, and about the life that we should live. So that's kind of how I understood it. It's like, if you want to walk through the door, those people in Narnia, if they didn't want to walk through the door, they wouldn't have seen what was out there, would they? And so that's kind of like what a parable is. As you walk into the parable, as you try to understand what Jesus says, we learn something new. Okay, so how many of you have heard this parable before? How many of you heard the parable of the sower? From anyone not know what the parable of the sower is about? It's a little bit of a clue in the... No? Okay, well, you might be hearing this for the very first time then. It's a very simple parable, but I'm going to need your help, okay? Because there's three things that we need to remember, okay? And they're going to come up on... You probably can't see them too well. But there's three things. The first one's just the title. Um, there's three things I need you to help remember, okay? There's the sower. They all begin with S. It's nice and straightforward. The sower the seed, and the soil. Do you think you can help remember that? Sower, seed, soil. Okay? Right, so what's the first one? Sower. Sower. Okay. Okay, so there's the sower. Now, how many of you have ever planted something in the garden? How many adults have ever planted something in the garden? How many of those who have planted something in the garden have been successful and grown something? Have you grown something? How about adults? Have you ever grown something? Did it work out? Okay. When I was younger, and this was a long time ago, I planted something for the very, very first time, and I planted it myself from a a fairly normal seed in the soil. I watered it. I probably watched it every day to see if it was sprouting up, and I took care of it. And eventually, it grew, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew, until it was almost as tall as me. Do you want to see what I grew? It is a sunflower, but do you want to see it? I've got a picture. The problem is, I'm in the picture, and I look a lot different to what I do now. Okay? Well, I hope I do, anyway. So this was taken when I was three and a half, and was the first thing that I ever grew. There you go. There's, there's a picture of me with my prize thing that I grew, the very first thing that I grew, and I think, actually, it grew to be taller than me, which is even more exciting. But what are you hoping for when you plant something? It's going to grow, don't you? It'd be really disappointing if every day you went out to sea and there was just soil and nothing ever grew. So here Jesus is talking about a sower who goes out to sow his seeds and he wants to see life, doesn't he? He wants to see something grow. So that was the first thing, that was the sower. 
What was the second thing I said about? The seed, okay. So we should be able to go to some seed. There we go. So we now move on to the seed. How many of you have seen a seed? How many of you have seen a really, really small seed? Like you can hardly see it in your hand. It's tiny, isn't it? And you sit there and you think, how on earth can anything grow out of this little thing? I, I grew some, uh, I planted some herbs recently, and some of those seeds, you can't even see them. You think, how on earth is anything going to grow out of these? Well, something does, doesn't it? Now, what do you think this seed represents in this story? Well, this is where you get to understand why we had that little quiz at the beginning, because all of those things were kind of words and phrases that we'd heard, we'd remembered, some of them from way back in the 1950s, before I was born, before you were born, but yet we know them, don't we? Because we listen to them, we respond to them, and we remember what we're being told about. So MasterCard and McDonald's and Burger King. And all of us, from you guys right down here, all of us up to adults, we all listen to messages, and we remember them, don't we? And we maybe even change what you want to do. Maybe you change a choice that you make. You know, maybe you've always liked McDonald's and suddenly you think, well, Burger King can offer me all this. I want to go and try Burger King. So we're all kind of very used to changing what we do based on things that we hear and respond to. And some of those adverts, they've really stood the test of time, haven't they? They've been around for like 60 years, 50 years, whatever. So we're all very used to hearing these words and phrases and we remember them and we change our choices and whatever we want uh, in order to, to get what we want. Now the seed here, what do you think the seed here is then? So if, if they were all like words that we get used to from out there in the world on our TVs, what do you think the seed represents here? Because it is a word, but what kind of word? Anyone? Yep. So it represents the people that listen to God, but it represents actually the Word of God, the Bible. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like people that tell you about the Bible, you read things from the Bible, you learn things about the Bible, and it represents the things that we can listen to from the Bible. Because the Bible offers us great hope. It offers, offers us great hope because who does the Bible tell us about? Who's the main, one of the main people that you hear about in Jesus? Oh, no, you said it then. Go then. God, yeah. And who's the other one we hear about? Jesus. So it tells us about God and it tells us about Jesus, doesn't it? It tells us how God sent Jesus into the world to come down, to live a life. And what did he do eventually? What happened to Jesus in the end? Yep. He died on the cross for our sins, didn't he? And so he died to take the place of all the things that we do that are wrong. And that's what, and that's what the Bible tells us about. And so what happens if we believe in Jesus? When we die, what happens? Yep. We go to heaven. And so the Bible tells us about this great and exciting thing that we have to hear, that if we listen to the word of God, then we get to have a relationship with Jesus and one, go, one day go to be with him in heaven. That's quite exciting, isn't it? There's going to be a day when there's nothing bad going on in the world. So what have we thought about so far? What was the first thing? Sower. And then the second one was the seed. And what was soil? Okay, because we don't really need to know much more about the sower or the seed because actually this parable isn't about any of those two things primarily. This parable is mainly about the soil, where the seed lands. Okay. 
So, you're going to help me again here, because I'm going to show you part of the passage that we read, and hopefully you can read some of that. Where did the seed land? You can read any of those in any order that are underlined. I've helped, them, helped you out there. Okay, where was the first place it landed? On the path? Where was the second place? Yep. Rocky places, yep. A thorns, and then where was the last place? Right at the back there. Yep. On the good soil. So it landed on the path, on the rocky soil, on the thorny soil, and on the good soil. And if you look again, what happened to those things? So when it landed on the path, what happened? Yep. The birds ate them, yep. What happened to the ones that landed on the rocky soil? Is that a hand, or are you not sure? No? Yep, on the rocky soil? They died. Because of the sun, yep. What happened to the ones in the thorns? Yep. They got choked, and then what happened to the good soil? Yep. They sprouted, and then what happened? They grew, and then what happened? They grew, and then what happened? They kept growing, didn't they? Okay, so what does this parable really mean? Because that sounds really confusing. It's not about how you can grow, grow seeds successfully. It's not about how you can be a good farmer. It's not how you can get the best crop. That's not what this uh, parable is about. This parable is about where those, where those seeds landed. Okay, So for us today, remember what I said about the parables, like a, being in a doorway? And we can kind of walk through and figure out what's going on in this parable. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to walk through this doorway now and try and understand what this parable is all about. So the the soil represents how we respond to Jesus, how we respond to the Bible. So you've all heard things from the Bible today. You've all heard things from the Bible at Sunday school and throughout our life. And the soil represents how we respond to them. So I'm going to ask you a really, really weird question. And the question is, what soil are you? And I ask it to you adults as well. What soil are you? So, I want you to help me again. And I'm going to put them on there for you so you can see. Nice uh, pictures. I want you to choose one, and I'm going to tell you what it means. So you can choose them in any order. Who wants to choose the first one? Go on then. So you want the thorny soil. That's the one that's right at the bottom. Okay, so the thorny soil, do you know what that means? That represents people that hear the Bible, listen to the Bible, read the Bible, they allow it to kind of mean something to them, they take notice of it, they listen to it, but actually, we don't really have a great relationship with God. It might be that the soil is kind of, it's too good, there's too many other things growing around it. So we might be thinking about the Bible, but actually we're also thinking, there's lots of other things that I quite like in this world. There's lots of other good things, and they become so much more important than God and our relationship with him. And so what happens, those things kind of like take the place of God in our life. They become more important, and they kind of like choke out our relationship with him. That's kind of really sad, isn't it? That all these other things, these good things that we can enjoy, actually mean that we sometimes can lose our relationship well, not lose our relationship with God, but we, 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 we kind of forget about God. We push him to one side. So, what's the next one? Who wants to choose the next one? Uh, go on then. You want to go to the path. You're just going to the opposite ends of my notes. There we go. So, the path. Okay, so that represents kind of like people who, 
who hear the Bible, they listen to the Bible, but actually they're not really interested. You know, they just want to completely forget about the Bible, pretend they didn't hear it, they don't like it. And it's like, how many of you, have you ever built like a wall or something you, know, you, you hide yourself in? If you play, do, you ever, do you still play dens? Like you hide yourself in, block yourself in. No one can see you, no one can get in. That's kind of what these people do. They kind of like block the Bible out and they say, I don't want to know about the Bible anymore. I'm not interested. And they don't allow it to enter into us and really think about it. Okay, so we've had, which ones have we had? We've had the thorny and the path. So which one are we left? Which two are we left with? Go on then, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you yet. We're on the rocky soil, okay. So the rocky soil represents people that hear the Bible, like you are at the moment, and you think, this sounds really, really exciting. This sounds really exciting. I love the, I love the thought of Jesus. I love the fact that I can have a relationship with him. I love the fact that he loves me. All those things. And I'm really excited about going to heaven. But actually, the excitement kind of just fades away very, very quickly. How many of you have ever had a really nice Christmas present and then you play with it for a little bit and then after time, it's not quite so exciting and then after a bit longer, it's even less exciting? How many of you are still playing with a Christmas present you got last year? How many of you are still playing with a Christmas present you got two years ago? A few of you. Okay. But some people, they, they start to... It gets a bit boring, doesn't it? It's not quite so exciting. And that's what these people do. They think, well, actually, the Bible's not actually as exciting as I thought it was. Like When things get difficult, when things isn't, aren't quite as exciting as I thought, we just give up on it and we think, I'll put it back on the shelf. It doesn't really matter. I just want to live my life the way I want to live it. Okay, so we, I think we've got one more soil left. Is that right? Now, which one's that? Go on then, right at the back. Yep. The fertile soil, the good soil. And that is the people that listen to the Bible, listen to Jesus, listen to God, and think, this is what I want. This is really exciting. And they, they take note of what he says, and they listen, and they want to live their lives to please him. And what happens to that, to that soil, that, that plant that grows there? It just keeps growing, doesn't it? It just keeps growing and growing and growing. Because Jesus, Jesus changes our lives, doesn't he? When we come face to face with Jesus, when we listen to Jesus, he changes our lives. So I'm going to ask you that question, which soil are you? Now hopefully you understand that question a little bit more. And for the rest of us here, hopefully we understand that question a little bit more as we think about our own life. You see, when the sower sows his seed... He wants it to grow. He wants it to fall in the good soil where it's going to keep on growing and it's going to keep on growing. When we read the Bible, when we listen to the Bible, when we listen to people teach the Bible, how do we respond to what we hear? See, the big message of the the Bible is how God sent Jesus into the world. If you've ever read the whole Bible, that's, that's what you get in the whole Bible from the beginning to the end. It's all about God's rescue plan by sending Jesus so that we can have a relationship with him. And you see, Jesus went to the cross, as we've already said. Jesus went to the cross so that we could hear the word and so that we could be like the good soil. 
so that we could have a relationship with him. And that was, it was, it was quite, it was costly for Jesus because Jesus died in order that we could have that and that relationship with him. You know, for, for us adults here, maybe for you children as well, it doesn't take us long, does it, to realize that this world is not a perfect place. It's a horrible place at times. It's a broken place. And it's not the way God wanted it to be. And Jesus died so that we could have that broken relationship with God put back into place. And so that we could live for him. You see, we're all used to, to listening to messages in this world. We're all listening to, we're all used to responding and choosing and making life choices based on the things that we hear. Based on the very clever advertisers who seek to change our mind and influence us. And that's a good discipline that we've been taught. But what I want you to leave you with uh, this morning is to think about your relationship with God. You might be a Christian here this morning. You might not be a Christian here this morning. But wherever you fit into that, whatever you think about Jesus, whatever your relationship with him is like, then we all need to think about how we respond to the things that we hear. What our life looks like as we live our lives. Are we living to please God? Or are we living to reject him and live for our own self and our own lives? Because only those who are planted in the good soil can look forward to the hope of one day being with him in heaven. So as I finish, I want to leave you with this. As you think about all those things, those words, those phrases that the advertisers use, can I encourage you to think about Perhaps the biggest question, the most important question in this entire world is how you respond to the greatest message that is far greater than anything that this world gives us of God and how he sent Jesus into the world to die for you so that you can live for him. So how do you respond to Jesus this morning? I'm going to pray. And then I think the, the band are going to come up and lead us in our final song and Andy's going to introduce that. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we can come together and celebrate uh, this Sunday school anniversary. We thank you for the way you've worked through uh, the, the Sunday school over the many, many, many years that it's been running. Uh, we thank you for the way it has faithfully taught uh, your words, uh, taught children to understand the Bible And we pray this morning as we reflect and think back and as we look forward to all that you are going to do through that work, we pray that you would help us to think for ourselves about our own life before you. How do we respond to the message that you give us, which is far greater than anything that this world can give us? Father, we pray that we would be people that would not want to live for ourselves, but would want to live for you. And therefore can look forward with hope and anticipation for that great day that's coming when we will be reunited with you and we will be able to be with you forever and ever in heaven, in that perfect world. And we ask and pray all these things in your precious name. Amen.